0: I was standing in line at um, Walmart the other night. I'm Judson McDonald, and this is my grandmother.
1: This man said, ma'am, you have got the prettiest hair. Is it all natural? And I said, well, yeah. I said, I look like a damn egg, though. <laughs> you know, I, I just said, I said, I won't plan on seeing up." <laughs>
0: Surrounded by family at Thanksgiving dinner, I got to interview my grandma, who I call Mima. To ask her her story and to get to know who she is and where she came from.
1: Nancy Sue Rixby Poole.
0: And I call her Mima. And she's at the young age of 81. And as you can probably already tell, my grandma is one of the funniest people I know. And so now it was my turn to ask her the questions. Now that I'm older, what was it like for Mima growing up?
1: I was born, when I was born, is November the 14th, 1936, and I was born on Evans Ferry Road off of Weston Boulevard, and it was just a dirt road going down beside WRL. I mean, everything was dirt out there. When it snowed, it was just so beautiful out there in the woods, you know, in the country. And I lived there until I was about 12, and we had um two bedrooms. And one bath, a dining room, a living room, kitchen, a back porch with a ringer washer on it. You know, the mm. ringer where you had to put your clothes through the, you turn thing and they went through. You had to do it all by hand. Manual. Manual. Yeah, all by hand. Wow. And we had cedar closets. They smelled so good. That cedar wood. Daddy had a garage. Separate from the house, they had a meat house where they kill hogs, and they put the, you know, hung hams and all this in the meat house. Uh-huh. You weren't around then, you know? Not yet. <laughs> that was a little house beside of um, uh-huh. Lake Raleigh. You know where Lake Raleigh Road is? Mm-hmm. That, that was, went right that went right beside of my, uh-huh. you turned left off of Ace Ferry, went right down. Lake raleigh Road. That's I where it, you know, the lake was down there. And we had a warm morning stove. It was sitting in the middle of the hallway, and we used coal. You know, they bring pile of coal out there and wood. Uh, and the milk. Mo- the milk. Oh yeah, and the milk we um, we had a container we set on our front porch, and they delivered milk oh, wow. to the house, and it had about that much cream on it, about two inches. And we take, I didn't like the cream, so I'd take the cream off. Now I bite. you know?
0: <laughs> and in the background was my mom. My relatives jump in with some occasional questions. But anyways, let's get back to the conversation. And did you have a bedroom growing up? Did you share a bedroom? I had share a bedroom with my
1: sister. Yeah, surely. Yeah. We had twin beds. Oh, it was a small house, but it's plenty of room for us, but a lot of land. A land where daddy had a big garden, We'd have one hog he'd raise, and then that would be the hog, you know, that you killed. It was cold. Mm -hmm. Mother would make those um, cheesecloth sacks to stuff the sausage in, and Daddy would salt down the hams and hang them.
0: And then Mima introduced me to a word I had never heard of before.
1: Hog hassle. That's the, um, you can't buy them now, it's against the law, but that was the liver, the lungs, the heart.
0: Yes, that's my mother again in the background.
1: And you soaked it overnight, then it bled a lot, you know. Then you take it out and you would put uh, boil it, put sage and uh, onions and I don't know, can't remember what else, some kind of other spice. They would, it was delicious. I love liver anyhow.
0: So it sounds like my grandma spent a lot of time with my great grandparents. And so I wanted to know more about them. My great-grandmother.
1: Evelyn Revis. From whom I got my name. Evelyn Judson Revis. Right? Yeah, because my granddaddy's name was Judson. And my great-grandpa. Louis Gorn. G-O-W-A-N. Rixby. And he had built him a house. And, you know, we, we didn't have a lot, but we had we, I had enough to eat. Stayed warm. He works for, at Yates Auto Service. Mother was more of a discipline, in you know, a disciplines us more than daddy. Daddy just kind of enjoyed us. We just sit on his lap. He had, she got the fly swatter. I remember many times if we didn't, I remember she wouldn't give me a dose of castor oil one time. And I ran around the kitchen table and she was right behind me with that fly just like this, but hitting, getting those legs. <laughs> you know, really, we didn't do anything. I mean, it wasn't anything to get in trouble with because it was just houses out there. We didn't go to town that often. They wouldn't let me ride a school bus, so sure enough, they had to pay for us to come to city schools. Mother, become, Mother didn't work, so she picked me up take you to piano? <laughs> uh, piano lessons, I hated them. But my, S- Shirley had taken, the, and she was so good at, she played the organ at church, and they thought I could too, but I couldn't. <laughs> but anyway, she come, and then some of the little girls would ask me to go home with them, I lived at Boylan Heights, and I was so excited, but no, I couldn't go. Mother said, Not today. And we got to go home. So I didn't go a lot with my friends.
0: But what waited at home was almost as good as friends.
1: You know, they'd bring in the collards, have fixed collards, and baked sweet potatoes. The house the house, would smell so good when you came home from school. And all that good country for eating was cooking. Breakfast we had um, not every morning, but on weekends when Daddy was. We would have devotion. You'd, you'd have your um, Bible verses and your and your um, prayer. Daddy would, if his cantaloupes was in season, we'd have cantaloupe and hot homemade biscuits. He loved that together and molasses. Eating was good in back those days. Tenderloin, you know that good old tenderloin and real cream potatoes and. Dried beans. You didn't buy canned stuff. You you know. Even mother even. We had a big green uh, big tree, and it had sour green apples on it, and I mean just loads of them. And we'd pick them up and sell them by the bushel, 'cause people then they cut them, they peel them and cut them, and they lay them on cheesecloth out in the sun, and you dry them. But if it looked like rain, you had to run and get those in. And that was made for apple pies and apple turnovers and just apples, apples, apples. But they were so good.
0: And so that we didn't get too hungry, I asked her about memories and traditions in her family.
1: You didn't have to call nobody to go see them. You just went. I mean, it was just, everybody was glad to see each You know, everybody. A lot of us family. Oh, on Sundays you could not do anything but go to church. You couldn't go to the movies. You visit the sick or uh, a lot of people at church, that, like Mama used to fix um, meals, and they would invite other couples and their families that had children, you know, and we'd all have, we'd have go home and have lunch, sit around. Then it was time for BTU at night. So then before we, uh, my treat was parking on Fairwell Street and watching the people walk by. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd go down to Calvary Baptist Church where we all met near the oratorium where it was then. We'd all, you know, have BTU.
0: The more we reminisced, the more emotional we became too. I had my grandma describe Christmas to me.
1: Well Christmas wouldn't be a uh, much in my house. You got um um fruit and nuts and um raisins on little stems. They weren't in a box. You got an outfit. I always want a Mickey Mouse watch. That's was one thing I always wanted. And I remember when I finally got one, it was so exciting. I mean, a Mickey Mouse watch, you know?
0: In all my Um, life, I've known my grandma loves clothes, and she really values them. That's why i was surprised to hear more about how her mother made her clothes
1: and mother used to make my coats and my clothes out of feed sacks oh, they'd go buy the feed for the hog and it was they had figured feed sacks. um and she could make me a dress out of one of them i want that white at that time <laughs> and um so school started we went that was exciting you go school shopping and so Mother had a dear friend that had Elaine, her name was Elaine, and she was my age. And we would go catch the bus at the bus station and we'd ride to Durham to shop. And we'd eat at Cress's. It was a place you got up on the stools, you know, like um, Woolworths, but you'd get up on a stool and eat. And uh, then we'd get one pair of shoes and we'd get underwear, new underwear. And we get a dress and a sweater and a, and a coat. That was your outfit.
0: Mima even told me about her hottest piece of clothing, literally.
1: And then That's Mother Band, the cutest, um, I remember it was a brown uh, coat. It was a dress coat. And I had a hat to match. And they had old uh, stoves at church that you got backed up to. I backed too close and burnt a hole in the back of mine. Oh no! <laughs> it was hot. Burnt my tail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then Mima even told me about her grandparents, my great great grandparents.
1: Daddy's mother and daddy. He had a horse and wagon, and uh, we used to go in there. They had a um, you called it a um, uh, a stove where you kept uh, biscuit old biscuits and. Um, what you call those stoves? Um, Anyway, it wasn't an electric stove. Mm -hmm. And um, you go down there, but I wasn't allowed to ask anything to eat unless I was offered, you know. You you didn't go in grandparents' house and go in the refrigerator. And you get a biscuit and you take a thing and make a hole in it and pour your molasses in it. Mm -hmm. It was good. And I can still see Granddad and Papa come by on that horse and wagon and uh, let us ride on the back of it.
0: When my grandma was 12 years old, something happened to her family that would change the course of her life forever.
1: Daddy got sick. He fell at Yates off of a big ladder. And then he got real sick, so it was several, I don't know how many years, I don't remember, because he died when I was 12. He had stomach cancer. And they thought, you know, that he was hurt so bad, bruised so bad, falling off that high ladder. That might have caused it. My life changed at that time. Because uh, Mother got a taste of going out after Daddy died. And she had been married since she was 15. So my life wasn't as, you know wasn't as unpleasant as it had been. I mean, she loved me, she did for me, but she wasn't with me all the time. I was scared <laughs> out in the country, you know, by myself.
0: I never knew this about my grandma. I admired her resiliency and her independence. It was heartwarming to see two traits that I share with my grandmother, and then for her to tell me that somebody saved her life.
1: If it hadn't been for, you know, Papa, um, it would have been worse, but he had to be home at 10.30, because if he went home by 10.30, he didn't get the car that week, you know, for us to go off.
0: She's talking about my grandpa, Glenn Poole. He passed away in
1: 2004. So mother was a uh, hostess at Prozier's in Cary. She would, Glenn got him a little motor scooter. And I'd ride to work with her in the afternoons, and he'd ride his little motor scooter up there, and she'd let us borrow her car to go to the movie or something. Cause proches didn't close to you know, like midnight. That was kind of a restaurant thing. And um, so, I remember Snow cold, and he didn't have a heavy jacket. And mother went and got him a jacket so he wouldn't be so cold riding that motor scooter. He was so excited of that jacket. He, had, he, didn't have, he didn't have anything. He didn't have a two pair of pants. They were both corduroys, or a little burgundy corduroy, and they had a little um, sport jacket, not a sport coat, but a little sport jacket. And my mother remarried. She married a younger fella. Yeah, he was in service, so she moved to Washington. D.C.? Yeah, left me, I had had the house to myself, but, you know, that's why I say children don't have to, um, Go while, if they see things like that, they, I think it makes them more, um, I mean, I'd hate for one of my children to have to go through, you know, like a, like I had to go through then. Because that's the best use of your life.
0: Her adolescence altered her life forever, including her family values.
1: I guess going from a religious life to, um, uh, no life at all. Um, it was a big change. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want my children have to go through.
0: But life went on, and Mima got to redefine what family meant to her. Remember my grandpa, Poole? I
1: was spending the night with a uh, Gwen Madry, a friend from church, and she was dating a boy that lived near Glen. To come to the house, she brought him to the house. So four of us could play games and things, you know, like board games. And uh, then after that, you know, we just kind of, he kept calling. And you
0: guessed it, wedding bells tolled. And now you're expecting the Southern engagement story, aren't
1: you? Mm, Not quite. We called, you had to call 24 hours in advance. And we called at 825 and we could get married at 825 the next day. We didn't tell anybody we were going Shirley and Ty went with us. We went. We went to a little white house in Dillon, South Carolina. It cost thirteen dollars to get license, and she. We didn't even have that. I mean, we had to scrounge to get thirteen dollars, and like my ring, um, I think we got them at Lands. Anyway, they were like fifteen dollars, you know. I mean, this was his and that was mine.
0: And when I asked her to tell me more about her wedding, this happened.
1: Um, we didn't have a wedding day; we had a wedding night. <laughs> I can't really tell you about that.
0: <laughs> For the sake of this story, we can leave those details out.
1: But she did tell me this. And we went to a little house in Dill, and it was um, his name was Alan, Mister Alan. And it was a baby crying in the background. and They were cooking, and he, he just, he just went to the front door and you went in the front living room and he married you.
0: Back to live in her home in Raleigh, Mima was a young adult who was independent and married. And when her mom came to visit later on, things were about to change once again.
1: She came to visit me when I was pregnant with Laura. And um, she had her cerebral hemorrhage while she was at visiting and gone instantly. You know, Well, she lived a day. So, that was the life of, you know, without her. So really, I've been on my own. I was on my own, you know, just worked at Rose's in um, the village. They gave me the um, dishes. Oh Lord, you had to wrap all those dishes separate, <laughs> and glasses, and you had to go down in the basement if you didn't have it upstairs. That was an awful department. It sounds like it. <laughs> I wish I could have been transferred.
0: <laughs> and as you heard, 18 months in the marriage, my grandma found out she was pregnant.
1: I thought I was having the flu. <laughs> <laughs> I was sick. I was sick.
0: And so came her future with three children. But I'll let her tell you about that.
1: Laura Lynn. She was born at 10, um, uh, 1060. No, 57.
0: That was my Aunt Laura in the background.
1: Robin Lee, L-E-I-G-H, was born at 10, 22, 60. And Teresa uh, Ann um, was born 9, nine sixty-nine. 69. Really, I thought I had the flu when I got pregnant with Teresa. And uh, <laughs> and I didn't know what I was going to do with her, but I don't know what I'd do without her now. But... Um, we took Lauren Robin to ride to tell them. And Lauren just cried and cried. She said, I don't want no baby brother or sister. I remember we had stoplight at the Longview Gardens. Oh, I remember that. You remember, st- <laughs> you remember where we were? Yes, we were crossing the street the stoplight. I remember that, too. Well, you tell her what Dana I said. he was driving, and Mama turned, and they said, how would you, Robin baby?: how would you girls like to have a baby brother or sister? And we said, no, no. And because she was, let's see, I was nine. You, nine and twelve. You I was twelve, 12 she was nine. And I looked at Robin and I, and I thought, what?
0: Mima went on to address pregnancy at such a young age. She must have seen the concern in my eyes.
1: But back in those days, everybody had babies as soon as they got married. If you had one before, you were really in sin. Mm I mean, you look, I had a a couple that got pregnant before we graduated. And honey, you would have thought, I mean, it was bad. Mm -hmm. But people don't look at it like that now, you know, it's so open.
0: We reminisced and talked about the nuances of family. It was so fun to watch my grandma. Reminisce and talk to my two aunts about their childhood memories and growing up and family values, and I couldn't help but wonder if my grandma was thinking on the inside of all of her valued family traditions and memories of the past. And then a discussion about toilet paper brought out the essence of my family in such an authentic moment. Here's my aunt Laura.
1: Like, uh, just like, and I know I didn't used to make any difference on the on the toilet paper how it rolled over. (laughs) And Robin, when she I'm was there, she lay up and she said, you need some more toilet paper in that room. I said, well, I'll, I'll get it. It's in there. Did you
0: put it on their
1: back? Or? Somebody put it on their back. Who's the it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, which way? So, I was say, we got, I, <laughs> even, I never pay attention. we <laughs> got, we got <laughs> that thing Oh, you don't have right a certain now. way so to do what can I do? I don't mind, I, paper towels the same I way. They come over
0: so this right. way.
1: I changed it.
0: That was Holly, the accused no, toilet, so toilet paper flipper.
1: And she's the newest addition to our family. Under. She just married my cousin, Brian.
0: If it goes under, you got to, like, pull it under and... And oh yeah, thinking about cousins... How many grandchildren does my grandma have? Here's a hint. Trouble comes in. Brian
1: Chadwick. And he was born at 10 02, 85. And Judson Warren. That's me. Was born July 30th, 95. God, 1995. Yeah, I knew it was 10 years apart. Jancy Brink.
0: That's my younger sister.
1: Born at three, I mean, And if you've ever
0: seen my grandma, you notice that she wears this necklace, and it has three heads on it. Each of them represent her grandchildren with their birth date and their initials. So, that's why I had to ask this question. And so my next question is, which one is your favorite? I'm just
1: kidding. (laughs) (laughs) They're all my favorites.
0: Mm -hmm. can't
1: You can't put who you love best with kids or grandkids. They all have a different you have a different love for your children, your grandchildren, your yeah. husband, and your wife. Every, every, every one of you are different in mean, your ways and your personality. Everybody's got their different. You love people just how they are, who they are, you know? Right on me, I'm proud of all of you. You all do good things. just don't want know none of you to outgrow me, but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> out, <clears throat> that's what you're supposed to do, though, in life. Is kind of, you know, just fly away and make your own life. Mm-hmm. Just hoping and praying you're going to make it the right way. Glenn and I'm just about raised y'all me you know, and y'all was before you started school. Yeah.
0: I know. Because I remember you would come over and spend the day and you didn't want to smoke in the house. And when you were still smoking, you'd <laughs> take me out to the back and you'd smoke a <laughs> cigarette and then go back inside. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> Watch the prices <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Watch the prices right.
1: Mm-hmm. And just so every morning when I was getting ready in the morning, Daddy would come. He'd park behind my house, come through the backyard, knock on the door and come in so he could see them for I went to work or went to school or whatever. They were in school by then. Then he if he was out of our way he'd meet us at uh, the park. Mhm. what is that day park?
0: Dad park all
1: no. I just hope everybody has a you know, a good life, not getting in all this stuff that's so open now. Because I worry about grandchildren coming up and just all this wild world know, so much out there that if they aren't taught what they're supposed to be taught when they're young, it'd be so easy to go astray. I was curious
0: what my grandma thought the world would look like in 100 years. And so I asked her.
1: I can't even imagine what the world will be in 100 years. Won't be all this fighting and fussing and nuclear bombs and all this stuff out there that they're making and doing. I mean, I would love for it to be just like when I grew up. Not having to lock doors, didn't have to worry about anybody coming up behind you, putting a pistol to your head or, you know.
0: I liked my grandma's enthusiasm, and it was clear she sees that hope in the future of our family, especially in me and my other cousins. And that's why I wanted to ask her, what is the legacy of Nancy Poole? Whenever someone asks me to describe you, like what's your grandmother like, I tell them that they're, that my grandma is friendly. She has a friend in every region. You can't never
1: have too many friends. Exactly,
0: Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I tell them. And so that's what I tell them. What would you tell somebody? What would you want them to remember about Nancy Poole?
1: I love to talk and I love to do for people. Be nice, Just you and know, be nice as well as you can be ugly to somebody I mean, I just kind of go with the wind, you know which way if i if I couldn't go to Walmart to play the belts and save my friends, and I'd be upset, and I think they would too, cause they they look I go in there and they'll say, Miss Poole, where have you been?' <laughs> So they know I have a been.
0: Mima's unconditional love shines for all of her friends and her family. She really did teach me what it meant to be a friend. Growing up, watching her talk to so many different strangers and people on the street and Walmart. And if you haven't seen my grandma in real life, you haven't seen her giggle and her smile. And what you see in her contagious smile is one of her favorite things of all.
1: Lipstick! Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's what I have to say. That's the first thing I would have thought of, actually. What's that number again? Because I remember when I was 521A.
1: there, you sent me
0: to go look at Walmart all the time to go find 521A, <laughs> and I could never find it. But that. they've
1: changed, now. that discontinued. You have to go to 527B, I think. <laughs> Very brand? specific. Wet and wild. Wet and wild,
0: just like you.
1: <clears throat> <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I asked her why future members of our family should be proud to be part of our family, she had one thing in mind.
1: I thought they have fun. That's Holly. (laughs) (laughs) Holly. Of course we were happy to have her too. But, you know, if you're in a family that have fun and love each other, it's a lot different 'cause I that's from experience. Just go and, you know, do the best in life you can do and love everybody.
0: My grandma had such a big hand in raising me. And that's why I wanted to make sure that she knew how much I appreciated her. And I view you as another parent to me, really, because you were with me, really, since the day I was born. That's coming right. over every day, nine o'clock. Me and, Mom and was I've missed over.
1: it. Yeah. Since y'all, you and Jancy have gotten your cars and yeah, license and grown up, but you know, um, you told me you would never outgrow me. No,
0: yeah, that's true.
1: I and call you call me, day. and you, I know. <laughs> but um, you know, it's a big adjustment when you see somebody every day sitting in that am. line, I sit, <laughs> sit in that line at Northwoods, carry high, go get a little snack after school. But I've enjoyed every minute of that's. That was my time with y'all, you know and I remember Brian I can never forget him riding on those little scooters down here at the nursery <laughs> if somebody was on a scooter he was hanging on the back you remember those little...
0: <laughs> and before we go I had to find one more bit of wisdom from Mima to share with the rest like of us suction. you always say that
1: right? <gasps> oh I love the commodes that have suction
0: <laughs> it's like a jet <laughs>
1: yeah yeah I did I don't like to get that scared it's going to be running over.
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> I really have.
1: That's an awful feeling, though. When you go to a bathroom <laughs> and you get ready to flush it and it hesitates or the water starts rising. Ooh. And you don't know whether it's going to go back down or not. <laughs> <laughs> so you hurry and get out of the way.
0: <laughs> and we couldn't leave our conversation without making the biggest realization of all. If it weren't for you, none of us would be in this room right now. Oh know. Be. Can you believe that? You made all this happen for us. So thank you.
1: Look what sweeties I made.
0: <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> So that's all for today. I'm your host, Judson McDonald. Another big thanks to my grandmother, Nancy Poole. Special thanks to spontaneous interviewers, Laura, Brian, and Holly Pendergraf. And my mother, Teresa McDonald. This episode is dedicated in memory to Glenn Poole. What I would give to have the chance to interview you. Until next time.
1: Is that all you need? (laughs)